Hey everybody, welcome in to the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about this really awesome deal for BSN listeners. If you didn't know by now, Total Beverage is delivering beer, wine, and liquor to anywhere in the North Metro area from Wheat Ridge to Erie. For a limited time, Total Beverage is offering $10 off your $50 or more purchase on their website and on their app. Use the promo code BSN10 to save $10 off your $50 or more order when you download the Total Beverage app or go to totalbeverage.com today. Now let's jump into the show. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast, powered by the BSN Denver Podcast Network. Going to work crisscrossing with Jost. Right in, turned out by Jari. That was a one-on-two. And Jost. The best avalanche coverage in Denver. Welcome in. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by Total Beverage. I'm your host, Jesse Montano. I am joined alongside, as always, AJ Hayfley. AJ, how you doing, man? I'm good, buddy. How are you? I'm uh, I'm tired, but I'm good. Yeah, well, that's why uh, we're going to make this one nice and snappy for you so that you can <laughs> uh, you can be rid of this problem for your week. Well, I appreciate you, but there is... There are the masses out there, AJ, that uh, that need to hear from us, that want to hear from us. So let's uh, let's give them what they're looking for here. Uh, first and foremost, so this is going to be uh, our show, our regular post game show yeah. uh, that we normally do immediately after the games with the late start and everything. We thought it'd just be better to save it for today. So that is what the bulk of this show will be about. But AJ, a little bit of breaking news. Yeah, you uh, know, before before we jump into that, I have to say it was. It ended up being the right call, man, Um, because had had Adrian and I tried to do the show last night, uh, Adrian forgot his power cord at home. Nice. Uh, And so he left uh, after the second period to make sure that he could do some writing for on the game. And uh, the crew last night kicked everybody out right after the game. No kidding. Yeah, I was done. I posted uh, at Buzzer, so I was like finished and everything, and I was just up there kind of chilling and listening to music. Mm-hmm. And like the whole cleaning crew came up and like just swamped everybody, and they were like, "You guys got to go." And it was like, okay, <laughs> gave everyone. Well, the that's boot, never man. happened before. <laughs> yeah, well, that's uh, yeah, like you said, it's uh, as it turns out, it was a good thing that we did that then. Yeah. So, uh, AJ, I jumped on this call, uh, this, you know, I jumped in here and, and you broke some news to me. Huh. <laughs> what, uh, what's the latest we're hearing from San Jose? Uh, just that, <clears throat> you know, we all saw McKinnon yesterday get hurt, uh, during the game against Minnesota. Uh, he kind of, kind of shook it off and then came back and it wasn't a huge deal. He was in a lot of pain though. I was actually, I had like a Nathan McKinnon ISO cam. Uh, <laughs> I was using my phone for it. It was, it was awesome. Nice. Um, 
uh, but today he uh, he had an MRI on his foot. Uh, he will go to San Jose and participate in the uh, like the all the he'll be there and he'll he'll do all of the festivities. He'll do all the stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but he may not necessarily play him in in the game. That keeps him healthy and that keeps him from being susceptible to the one game suspension. Um that the players get now if they skip the all-star game. How do you feel about that one game suspension in, in situations? So, you know, like, like Ovechkin said, Hey, you know, I've, I've got bumps and bruises. I need to take the time off. Do you think it's fair for them to, uh, to slap them with those suspensions? I get why they were doing it because you remember at the end of Lidstrom's career, he was getting voted to the all-star game and just not going. Mm-hmm. He was just skipping it all the time. He was like, no. And, you know, for the league, like, you have an all-star game for one reason in the NHL, and it's 100% to sell your game. It's to get all the biggest and best players together, uh, and then Kyle Palmieri, and put them all in one space together and sell the game at the highest level in a big, like, extravaganza, right? Like, that's the whole point of the all-star game. And they had started, you know, other guys had started taking Lidstrom's cue and saying, you know, hey, I'm flattered, but I don't have any use for going to this thing. Like I'm it's, you know, I'm older. I'll take the rest, uh, the rest. And and I'm I'm good to just sleep for those three days. Mm. And so, you know, the league said, hey, this is our this is our opportunity to sell the game. And our biggest stars are pulling out of this thing. For for rest reasons, and so they had to, uh, you know, they put a punishment in there and said, hey, you have to come sell the game. You're one of the best players. That makes you an ambassador for the sport, for the league. You have to come and sell the NHL to the to the people. So I, I really don't have a strong objection to the idea of the suspension. Um, I really just wish there was no need for it, you know? Like right. I get why they have it there because it's, it's to say, Hey, you can't do this, but you know, if they got rid of that rule, there would be guys that would skip it every single year. And you know, it's, I would say that it's, it's bad for the league to have them not at the all-star game. Uh, I agree. Yeah. And, and I mean, see in, in, in Nathan McKinnon's case, and and I guess Ovechkin is a little bit different than than you know this instance because Ovechkin's just saying, hey, you know, I need to rest up. I'm not necessarily hurt, but I'm also not at 100. percent If Nathan McKinnon came back and, and the app said, yeah, you know, he is injured. If if we were playing, we would hold him out. Does the player still receive the suspension? Do you know? I don't know the I don't I don't uh, I can't say I'm familiar with the minutia of that. So I like the the fine print in that one. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, let's uh let's jump right into the uh, to the actual show. Like you said, it does sound a little bit more precautionary. He finished the game uh if you know and uh, maybe I'm going to jinx this here. But you know if if it was a serious serious injury uh, especially on your foot. I mean, he looked like he was moving around just fine outside of when that puck hit him. You're right. He did look like he was in a lot of pain. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, he he finished the game. He was skating fine. Uh, 
I agree with you. I think it's one of those things where it's like, if your foot's sore, if your foot's bruised, don't go compete in the fastest skater. <laughs> yeah. Like there's no, there's no need for any of that. Like just play that one smart. Um, you already lost the game. Don't compound it. Right. Right. Um, let's move on. Yeah. Abs wild. So let's talk about that game. Not a uh, nightmare, man. Just a defensive nightmare. That's all it was. After I watched it again <clears throat> this morning, uh, I got up and watched it. Um, just to kind of, you know, how do I feel about it the next day? You know, mm-hmm. and I, <clears throat> I, I, it's just a defensive disaster, man. I mean, early on in the game, total, total meltdown on the back end uh by everybody mm-hmm. and you know it's it's tough like grubauer doesn't really have a chance on pretty much any of those goals man like the guy gets hung out to dry yeah and there's nothing there's nothing really you can do about that like that's there i mean there wasn't anything more that Grubauer could have done. I honestly thought he played as well as he could have given the team in front of him last night. They were mm-hmm. apathetic. They were lazy. Uh, they were selfish. They weren't committed to anything. Uh, Bedner used the term immature game after, after the, uh, you know, in the, in the post game presser. And I thought that was pretty apt. They, they played selfish individual hockey. They didn't stick to a system. Um, they they mailed it in. One of the few games this year where I truly think that the team in front of the goaltender just gave up. Wow. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think uh, I, I thought Grubauer was fine. I saw some people on, on social media last night saying, oh, you know, goalies again, they just can't, blah, blah. I thought he was fine last night. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I really, I mean, you go and look at any of those goals and it's like, which one of them, you know, compare that to, uh, Varley's last game, mm-hmm. the uh, the Predators game, where you look at those goals and you're like, I've got problems with the one, the first goal, uh, where he, you know, gets beat despite having the angle cut down. I mean, everything, right? Like he he does, and he just gets beat, and it's not good, right? And uh, then the wraparound goal, like those are two of them that. I've got problems with, with how he played those. And you look at the Grubauer goals against last night and it's like, what does he do differently there? Realistically, what is, what are you asking the goalie to do differently? And you can't just say, stop the puck. Right, right, right. Because like shoot or shoot, you know, and I, I can't fault Grubauer for really any of those goals. I couldn't last night when I saw him live, I rewatched it again today. I, the same thing. I just don't. I just don't see where uh, last night is on Grubauer at all. He never stood a chance. But at the end of the day, hey, it's it's five goals against for a guy that absolutely needed the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I uh, I completely agree. It, the other thing that that obviously uh, didn't help. Super, super undisciplined as far as taking penalties. Uh, 
I mean, you know, I, I had someone give me some some crap for it on on Twitter that I'm, maybe I'm going a little hard on Ian Cole, and that might be true. But you know, you you look at Ian Cole on the penalty kill over the last couple weeks, and he has made some insanely questionable decisions. And last night, he drags a guy down by the legs. Yeah, well, and you know, if they just call offside like they're supposed to, right there, that puck was outside the zone. If they call that, that never happens, and that's that's frustrating. Because I think um, if you watch the replay, Cole's looking up the ice, and I think he thought that it was offside, and so he doesn't get up. Um, Credit to, I think it was Jason Zucker for getting up and continuing to move his feet and drawing the penalty, and Cole grabs his leg. And I, I don't even know that I really, like, he put himself in a bad spot and he took a desperation penalty. Um, I don't even know that I really blame him in that spot because what do you do? It's not like you trust your goaltender to make that stop if Zucker gets free right there. So I, I mean, I don't know. That's a that's an impossible situation, right? Like to me, you're playing Russian roulette in that in that it is lose lose in that situation. Right. Um, I don't I don't feel uh strongly about the decision. Um. It's a bad penalty. They and and then the five on three. I mean, they they honestly they were doing a good job, and then Calvert stick breaks, and so it's it's a five on two, right. and that's the passing lane that got exploited. Right where yeah. Calvert stick would have been when it when it broke, and I'm I mean, <laughs> the combination of those two things, like the abs the abs played a bad hockey game yesterday they played a they played a bad lazy apathetic hockey game yesterday but boy did they not get any help along the way like if they call offside then that 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 5 on 3 never happens that goal never happens mm-hmm. you know the stick never breaks and it was just like one bad you know hey okay breaks happen now you have to kill off the penalty now the stick breaks for calvert now you're at a 5 on 2 yeah, and you know, and, and it's just—it was just like bad luck continued to stack up uh, on top of bad decisions and poor play. I don't want anybody to feel like I'm excusing anything when I say it was bad luck, because there's both. They mm-hmm. played a bad hockey game, but they also got housed on the good good break bad break side of things. Yeah, like absolutely, it went everything went Minnesota's way in that world. Well, and, and you even look at, I don't remember, I think it was Charlie Coyle who scored off the Zach Parise pass, but I think it was Zach Parise, high sticks Carl Soderberg right before that puck comes to him and he makes, you know, it was yeah. a nice pass, but they got well, away did with Did he high actually stick. get him? Yeah. Did he did he actually get him? Because I had somebody hit me up yesterday and say they thought that it was an, an ab stick that it was, and I could not definitively tell on the replay. I... I thought it was. I still think, uh, from the angle that I've looked at, I still think it was Parise that that got him. Mm. But I'm not 100 percent on that. I'm leaving that one open to the possibility that it was a teammate stick that got it. But regardless, man, like, but to to your point about the and again, I don't want this to sound like the you know an excuse cast. Sure. But to your point about you know breaks going against the abs. How many times do you see that where a teammate stick comes up? All the refs see is a guy's head go back. And, and especially when there's bodies and sticks, for them to say decisively, that was your own guy's stick. Again, that's just that's bad luck for the abs. 
Uh, and when you pile bad luck on with bad play, bad things happen. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> let's uh, AJ. Let's say a quick break here. When we come back, more on the Avs. Uh, five to two loss, not four to two. Five to two loss to the Minnesota Wild on the last game before the All Star break. This is BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. We will be right back. There's nothing more important than family, and for more than a hundred years now, customers have turned to Farmers New World Life Insurance Company and agents like Bryce Babcock to help protect the financial security of their loved ones. What makes us different, first off, is we're, we're completely customer service oriented, meaning that our goal is every day to be available. The other piece, too, is that I'm young. I'm 31 years old, and so I'm, I'm hungry, and I'm very motivated every single day to continue to make this agency grow, and, and that's just something that, you know, I, I think that I bring them a lot of other agents do. My initial thought was it's expensive and I just don't have money to invest in my long-term future. Everything I have, I need right now. But once I started looking at the options, it's an absolute no-brainer. You can find a life insurance plan that works for you and you should. It's not just about death either. There's whole life insurance policies that actually have cash value that build over time and so on. So Bryce will break all of that down for you for free. The call is a no-brainer. You have to do it. Brandon's 100% right. Plus, Bryce is even giving out a deal specifically for BSN listeners. I'm going to go ahead and send out a $10 Starbucks gift card right right off the bat. And so you don't have to do business with us. You don't have to. There's no payment needed or anything like that. It's something that we're going to do for anyone that comes in from BSN. gives us an opportunity to earn their business. Call 303-996-6509 today. That's 303-996-6509. Segment number two here, BSN Avalanche Podcast, presented by Total Beverage. Jesse Montano and AJ Hayfley breaking down the Avs wild 5-2 loss for the Colorado Avalanche last night at Pepsi Center, the last game before they head into the All-Star break. AJ, you and I did a show before the game started, and, and we talked right at the end uh, you know, about the game a little bit. And we made the comment of like, hey, this is Pepsi Center has been a house of horrors for Devin Dubnik recently. He was, you know, he's been pulled three times over the last couple seasons uh, in Pepsi Center. Last night, the Avs could only get two by him. I didn't think he was particularly special. What did you I see? Mean, they got three by him, but Ray, Ryan Graves' shot hit the inside of the post and trickled away. After it walked the entire length of the goal line. Dude. Um, what did you think of, of, you know, again, this is a goalie that, that obviously the building's in his head a little bit. Uh, the, the fans know they can get under his skin a little bit. Uh, the Avs score first, you're thinking, all right, we're in good shape. And then the offense just kind of dried up from where you were sitting. What did you see for, from the Avs on the offensive side of the, uh, of the ice? Nothing. They had nothing. They and, weren't. And so, I mean, straight up, man. They they weren't moving their legs. They weren't playing as a as a group. Uh, the majority of their shots on goal came from the defense last night. Um, every defenseman last night recorded a shot on goal. Most of them had. Uh, I say most of them. I think half of them had multiple shots on goal. Um, only a handful of forwards recorded shots at all. Uh, your top line recorded like five shots on goal, four or five, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they didn't get nearly as many minutes as they normally do, and they didn't deserve them. They they did not play well, and uh, the uh, the Soderberg line had a had one great shift at the start of the game, and that was it. Did not did not repeat that for the rest of the night. The Kerfoot line was bad. Uh, Kerfoot himself was bad when he got caught out uh, on a change with the top line and uh, lost his man completely. <clears throat> Five guys collapsed down in front of the net, and that led to the Jared Spurgeon goal at the end of the first. That made it 2-2. Um, I thought offensively they didn't do anything, man. They was It was all perimeter-oriented. They made themselves as easy as possible to defend, and the Wild let, them, let the Avs just you know, they just kept giving the abs more rope and the abs just kept hanging themselves with it. So um, I, I didn't see any kind of cohesion. There was no spark. There wasn't a single forward line yesterday that I thought was worth a damn. Mm-hmm. And and so again, I mean, this is, this is a team that even through this bad stretch, we've seen, you know, where they've been losing a lot of games. We've seen them play well. We've seen them generate offensively. We've seen them control the, the the play and control the puck for for the majority of a lot of those games. What happened last night against a team they can clearly outskate, clearly outskill? Was it just a matter of hey, the guys didn't show up? Are you yeah. know, is it? Are these guys gassed? Is that what it is? Is is it mentally and physically, or do they need this break more than maybe any other team? They absolutely need the break. Um, there's no doubt that they need they need to just get away from each other. They need to get away from the rink. They need to get away from everything. And just disappear. You know, refresh. You know, the guys with families go home and spend time with the kids and the wife. And, you know, just relax a little bit. Enjoy, enjoy whatever. Um. I just, I think, I think that they're that sigh. I think sums up a lot of it. <laughs> they just, they just, they weren't committed to come to playing yesterday. They weren't really interested in it. They were already uh, looking ahead to that break. Um, the breakdowns were almost entirely mental, and then uh, a couple of physical ones, like the like what the hell is Sam Gerrard doing on that first uh, Minnesota goal? Like, how is it that you have a puck and there's nobody around you and you somehow trip yourself and then fall, fall over and and turn the whole thing into a parody? Right. You know, I mean, it's, I just, oh, what a mess. I mean, that was just a mess. And it turns into a goal against. People want to be mad at Ian Cole for his coverage on that. And it's like. Ian Cole has no idea he's getting ready to to defend against the highest quality of of scoring chance because his partner, who is good at moving pucks and skating, completely falls apart at both of those things at the same time with nobody around. Like (laughs) it was just absurd, man. It was just absurd. Um, that lack of execute, and then two five on three goals where you're just like, I mean, you give up five on three goals. The first one. It's really a five on two because Calvert stick breaks and they get a backdoor pass that you only have so many sticks to, to try and uh, cover shooting lanes. And the one that was broken is the one that needed to be there. Mm-hmm. And then the other one, you know, Suter just gets to, to, to wind up and, and put that thing right where he, right where he wants to. It's a great shot. 
<laughs> that second five on three, the Patrick Nemeth delay game. And that's that that's was, a great I, example of when people are like, oh, this team is just poorly coached because they're so undisciplined. What in the world did Jared Bednar tell Patrick Nemeth that led Patrick Nemeth to have a 160-foot delay game? <laughs> well, and, and I've only seen that once. There was a few years ago, I believe it was the – uh, Penguins and Capitals were playing in an outdoor game. It was an identical situation. The, the Pens were killing a penalty, and they, they airmailed it out the far end of the ice. And I've always remembered that because I remembered watching it going, wow, that will probably never happen again. And as soon as that puck came off Nemeth's stick, the thought went through my head. I said, oh, my gosh, <laughs> it's happening again. And – uh yeah, I mean, just. I mean, first, like, first of all, totally goes against what that rule was designed for. Right, right. Because, uh, you know, they, they implemented that rule today or today. Um, they, they implemented, I was reading a headline that said today. Uh, <laughs> they were implementing a rule uh, the to prevent defenses from, you know, flipping pucks over the in their, their own zone and just, you know, clearing them up and out like the class, like the normal delay games that we see. Mm-hmm. Like I can't remember there a time. I, I don't remember a game where I've ever seen where a guy purposely just rocketed a puck all the way down the other end and into the, right. into the netting. Right. Like, okay, that was <laughs> something. Know. Yeah. I just, to me, I was and, like, I guess that's true. That is the delay of game, but <laughs> wow, that's one, that's dumb that that's a penalty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and two, it's really dumb that he just did that. Yeah. Like, inexcusably stupid to have done that. No, I... Uh, although, I, I mean, it, it was it was so insane that you almost want to give him the benefit of the doubt saying... I get he. There's no way he meant to do that, and, but yeah, I mean, really stupid. Because I mean, that didn't he didn't like lob it or anything. That was just like a shot that he really, yeah. really got under. Yeah, I mean, he rocketed that thing. Uh, so I think that just kind of goes back to to a lot of what we were talking about in the first segment. They were bad, and they were unlucky. Um, and while Minnesota. I mean, I don't think I don't think they're very good. They're old. They're slow. Uh, yeah, I don't the, think yeah, anything about what happened happen. yesterday was about Minnesota. It was all about Colorado's self destruction. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I personally don't feel the need to give Minnesota lots and lots of credit there. That that was a game. The Avalanche completely just imploded, and Minnesota was like, "All right, cool. We'll just get out of the way and let this happen." Yeah. Yeah, it was uh it was disappointing because I felt like that was a team the Avs could have taken advantage of again because of their recent success against them, especially at home. Uh to me that was that was a perfect opportunity to uh go into the break with some with some positive feelings and, and the Avs obviously completely missed the boat on that one. AJ, let's take uh one more quick break here when we come back. 
There was, uh, I don't know if you necessarily want to call him a bright spot or a silver lining, but there was a guy that I thought uh, really stood out to me uh, as not having a, a, a completely awful game last night. Talk a little bit about personnel and, and a couple things just to kind of wrap it up. Before we head, uh, you and I head into the All-Star break, we will still have another show tomorrow that will feature uh, our, our good friend, Big Red, Adrian Dater, will be on the pod tomorrow to uh, to round out the week. This is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. We will be right back. Now offering buy one, get one on all 75 Colorado craft beers from more than 50 breweries on tap when you mention BSN. The Colorado Keg House is still the only place to watch the game. It's pretty cool. You walk in and there's a it's, it's this big bar right in front of you and you know, it's every, all these beers are on tap. They give you this huge menu, and you're able to just flip through it. Anybody, anybody that likes any kind of beer, especially made in Colorado, is definitely going to be able to to find something that they like. Uh, you know, personal favorite of mine is the the Apricot Blonde from Dry Dock Brewery out in Aurora. With NHL Game Center and NFL Sunday Ticket on 27 HD TVs, you're sure to never miss a second of your favorite team. And just when you thought the Colorado Cake House couldn't get any better. They now serve Colorado Spirits. Off Wadsworth and 36th and Broomfield, right next to the First Bank Center, it's the Colorado Keg House. Hey, BSN fans, your favorite Colorado Sports Network has partnered with your favorite Colorado beer, and we're giving them away for free. But in true BSN fashion, we're not letting you go to some major chain for it. We want you to go to your local neighborhood bar and support a real Colorado business. That's why we've created the Bar Page, where any BSN subscriber can go in and get a free beer whenever they want. Just go to bsnbars.com, and you can get one free Coors Banquet at any bar on that list. All you have to do is show the bartender the vip image on that page in your browser and you can retrieve a free coors banquet beer at any of those bars there are over 20 bars there you're sure to find one close to you it's bsnbars.com find a bar and get a free coors banquet on the house thanks for listening to the bsn denver podcast network third and final segment here bsn avalanche podcast presented by total beverage Jesse Montano and AJ Hayfley talking abs wild. AJ, I think we've already established wasn't good enough last night. Pure and simple. There's been a lot of games on this, uh, in, in this ugly stretch where we can say, Hey, you know, they were the better team is, you know, it just didn't get done. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, was not the case last night. They were, they were, Easily the, the the worst of the two teams on the ice, and uh, it showed. I thought there were a couple people that, uh, or not a couple. I, I thought there was one player in particular that stood out to me that I saw him doing more good things than than he did bad, and and that was Ryan Graves. I thought Ryan Graves was really solid last night. I thought he was uh, the Avs' best penalty killer, and I. Uh, That's saying a lot. <laughs> well, but but for a guy that is I'm kidding. No, I know, but 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 you are correct. Uh it's not saying a lot. Um but you know, for for a guy that call up, you know, he's obviously had his issues, this, that, and the other. Uh I thought he was I thought he was really good last night. Uh that's relative, obviously. 
What did you think of Ryan Graves? I, I, I saw him activating on offense. I saw him make a couple nice plays in the D zone. And again, I thought he was good on the penalty kill, which the fact that he was being rolled out there. Now, obviously, you don't have Eric Johnson, so it's a little bit by necessity. But I thought he took advantage of his of his opportunity to to show what he's got on the PK. <laughs> yeah, uh, EJ is not there, and both Nemeth and Cole found their way into the into the penalty box. So exactly. Like, well, well, <laughs> well, we're not going to play Barry and Gerard out there. So, <laughs> um, no, I thought, you know, I honestly, like, I know this is about graves, but you know, Zadorov played 26 minutes last night and I thought he was fine. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, graves played, um, a little bit more than Patrick Nemeth did last night. It was like by five seconds. And, uh, I thought I thought Graves was really solid. I mean, he he is a negative one when he and Nemeth got caught out on a super long shift together because the uh, forwards could not get out of the zone despite having multiple opportunities to not only get out of the zone but clear the zone and get the puck down into the other end so that they could get off for a change. Um, both Graves and Nemeth, I mean, they got caught out there. There was nothing they could have done about that. There's like if you go and look at the shift chart, there's just a huge block for each of them when that when that happened. Mm-hmm. And I mean, big big it, it that was the goal with the high stick and a mess. You know, arguably the one that that ended the game because after that fourth goal, I think the Avs just kind of packed it in and said, "Okay, we're done." Yeah, that was what it looked like. Yeah, uh, but Graves, I mean, guy blocked seven shots last night. Mm-hmm. And he you actually know? had one shift where I thought he made uh, great plays jumping up into the offensive zone, and he had three shots blocked on, on one shift. That, again, I I liked his activation there, and I think, uh, I mean, they were, they were really solid, uh, you know, uh, shot blocks. Um, so, you know, it's not like he's not getting them through. Um, but, uh, I, I, I liked a lot what I saw from him. What do you think a game like that in a game where a bunch of guys didn't play well, where you, where you can point to him and say, you know what? He was, he was good. He was, he was good. Uh, especially given who he is and what he's trying to prove. What does that do for him going forward? Do you think in the eyes of Jared Bednar? I mean, he's doing what he has to do. This is how you earn trust. This is exactly how Patrick Nemeth earned a job. Yeah. Last year. This, yeah. Is, this is exactly how it works. Um, you get opportunities, and even though you don't play very many minutes, uh, you do something with them. It's how it's how Sheldon Dries earned a job and not AJ Greer. Wow. Yeah. You know? I mean, I know that's a deep cut for a lot of people, but <laughs> um, that's, I mean, that's what you do. You get, you get, I mean, Ryan Graves has been getting nine minutes of ice time. Uh, you know, so it's, it's not like this dude has gotten an opportunity to go out there and like go crazy. And, uh, you know, not, not only does, does he, did he score? Uh, he's got the two goals. He should have had a third last night and he could have, he could have had, uh, an, an assist or another goal. Because of what you mentioned, because he was jumping up into the play and he was activating and he was getting involved. Mm-hmm. I mean, the dude's the dude's been legit. Last night was the the first time that he he had 
played meaningful minutes, like legitimately meaningful minutes. All of his other games were between eight and a half minutes and 11 and a half minutes uh, in blowouts. Mm-hmm. And he got over 16 minutes of ice time against Minnesota last night, you know, and that sure that's in a, a game that was largely decided. And so maybe, you know, he played in situations he otherwise wouldn't have, but he got on the, the PK a lot. He showed well for himself. Uh, the abs were honestly really good at, at um, on, on the PK last night when it was just five V four. So, I mean, we saw they, they shut down the, the four minute power play from Minnesota. Like it was nothing. Like it was nothing. Yeah. It's a great point. So, you know, um, I, I thought that there were some, there were, I mean, I thought Ryan Graves was just downright solid. Like, I'm worried about his foot speed. Uh, he he came so close to getting baited into a bad, 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 bad turnover by Zach uh, Parise last night. Uh, Parise uh, had uh, he he'd started to cut. You know he was he was the four checker and Graves was behind his own net, and he had he'd come circling back and he'd stopped and he was about to cut back to his right and go, and Parise had baited him into it. It's exactly what Parise wanted him to do. And he saw it, and he stopped. And he ended up making a nice outlet pass. It was a good play. Didn't take the bait. Good. He knew he had time. He stopped himself from being rushed and from making a bad decision. Um, did everything that he had to do in that spot. And, I mean, that that right there, that one little play where he was like, where he almost made the big mistake but didn't, that's real encouraging. That's a guy that's playing – with his head on a swivel and he's understanding what's going on around him. Um, really, really encouraged by that. I, the kid's a player, man. Mm-hmm. I, at this point, I don't know how he doesn't continue to play for them. Well, so that's, that was gonna be my next question. And, and, and obviously, you know, you, you have to continue playing well, but uh, hand, the abs sent a handful of guys down mostly because the Eagles have a couple games before the AHL all-star break, which we are going to touch on here in just a second. So, you know, they want to get those guys skating, but do you think Ryan Graves has done enough to, to earn himself the, uh, the call up again, once the breaks are over and, and give himself a chance to continue to, to prove that he belongs? I, yeah, I'd bring him back. I would, I would bring him back, and I, I've said it last time when he was up, and I said I would have kept him for the whole season just to provide an extra layer of accountability for Barbario and Nemeth, who aren't such good NHL players that you know you can run away with those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I would absolutely, I would absolutely bring him back, and I would keep him, especially, you know, um, they have any kind of an injury issue, he should be, he should be a guy that gets a look. Mm-hmm. I I mean I would play him I would keep him I would and I would play him over Nemeth at this point and I'm not like the world's biggest Patrick Nemeth hater right. I just think Ryan Graves has been really solid and he's gonna have a game at some point where you're like oh man right but the longer he goes without having it but so but I mean, so do Patrick Nemeth and Mark Barbario I mean all the all the Avs defensemen have had that game. Or multiple yeah. games this season, so everyone. Well, I mean, everybody does, right? Like defense playing defenseman is really hard, man. <laughs> now, I don't want to get so, ahead. I don't want to get you know crazy here. But do you think that there's a chance that this is maybe? Everyone always talks about defensemen taking a little bit longer to to find their groove. 
Are we maybe witnessing Ryan Graves starting to figure it out? Is that maybe what we're looking at? Or is he just playing well and taking advantage of his opportunity and he's still the same old guy? Or or is this him maturing a little bit? He's, he's taking advantage of his time in the AHL. Because again, you turn the clocks back two years. This was a guy that the New York Rangers said, hey, this is going to be a, a, a big part of our decor in the future. He, you know, he faltered there for, for a couple seasons, a season and a half. Now he's getting a chance and he's doing a lot of the things that, that you like to see. Is this maybe Ryan Graves figuring it out? Well, I, I talked to somebody uh, at the beginning of the season about Graves. And they said to me, the worst thing that happened to him was he had a 30-point year in the AHL. Because then he started to think, that's who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm this big point guy. And he can he can score goals. You know, I don't think there's any doubt about that. He has the two with the Avs. He should have had three last night. He has two with the Eagles in 29 games. Uh, you know, he when he was with Hartford, he had seasons of nine and eight. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not like he can't it's it's not like that big slap shot which he used to assassinate a couple of guys last night. Yeah. Um it's not, it's not like that's not a real weapon for him. He's got that in the bag. Uh, that might, that might be his best offensive uh, weapon, by the way. But yeah, like this is, this is a dude who's, who's played, who, who has gone the traditional route of, you know, he was a mid round pick and then he, uh, he, you know, so he gets drafted and he plays two more years in juniors, and then he jumps to the AHL. And then he plays two years in the AHL. He had that 30-point year, and then at the beginning of last season, 2017-18, that's when the Rangers were like, this is it. Mm-hmm. This is this this is when this kid is going to take the next big jump. He's going to uh, he's gonna be a part of our defense. We're looking forward to him. This is going to be great. And then obviously... You know, that did not happen. Right, right. And it was the same thing as Chris Bigra, and so they got a swap in scenery. And you know, Graves is Graves continued to work. He didn't get down on himself. He just he just kept working away at it. And then he came into to training camp this year and had a really just a rock solid preseason. You remember? I mean, he was the last defenseman cut. Yeah. And like we were having conversations, you know, you and I, of course, were really excited because Martin Cout and Ty Lewis are hanging around and we're getting excited about that. Like very quietly, Ryan Graves just kept chugging along mm-hmm. and, you know, put himself in a position to be a guy that they could call up when they wanted to. And, you know, multiple guys got called up before him. Mm-hmm. You know, Mark Alt came up and Anton Lindholm came up. And it was like, oh, man, it would have been easy for him to get down on everything at that point. And he didn't. Yeah. And then he got the call and then he came up and he didn't play a lot, but he did well in his limited minutes. He did his job. He was effective. Well, and how often and, have you and I talked about that in regards to A.J. Greer? Because, you know, you have people that say and, and maybe rightfully so. Well, hey, you need to give the kids some more minutes. Hey, you got to take advantage of the minutes you're getting. And and now obviously there I, you know there has been a couple games, uh, you know AJ Greer has been called up and because of penalties or, or you know circumstances 
he plays three and a half, four minutes. And it's like, okay, yeah, the kid's not going to be able to do much with, with, you know, five shifts. You know, there have been games where, where Greer's gotten seven, eight, eight and a half, nine minutes. And, and you're right. He hasn't taken advantage in the same way that, uh, that Graves has. Uh, yeah, well, and obviously, you know, for a defenseman, uh, you have way less competition for ice time. So even if you are the sixth defenseman and you are only playing 10 minutes a night, you know, that's double. Mm -hmm. Right. So, uh, you know, it's, it's all, it's encouraging. It's encouraging for Graves. Yeah. Well, and it's, and it's what it should look like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, couple housekeeping things here as far as uh, the Eagles go. We talked about it yesterday. Tyson Jones does pick up his first point with the Eagles. Uh, really nice assist to uh, to A.J. Greer. Drives the middle of the ice, backs a couple defensemen off, then is able to just kind of leave that puck behind him. And A.J. Greer uh, scores yet another goal as he's having himself a really, really good AHL season. Uh, and Pavel Fransuz. Selected to the AHL All-Star Game, was hurt in last night's loss to the Bakersfield Condors and will not be taking part in the All-Star Game. I put it on Twitter because you and I had made the joke just amongst each other a couple weeks ago and and, uh, some people didn't like my joke. But the last time we talked about Spencer Martin as really kind of like, hey, this might be a guy that the Avs have. Oh, no. You put that out publicly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and so here, here's what happened, folks. Uh, I believe it was three years ago. Spencer Martin. It, w- it was like, wow, this is, you know, this kid's having a, a monster year for the, for the Rampage. This might be the goalie of the future, the way he's playing. He was selected. So, so he's called up to the Avs. While he's on his call-up with the Abs, he's selected to the AHL All-Star team. Sent back down. He's ready to go go participate. He then got hurt. Wasn't able to participate in the All-Star game. Once he came back from that, he was just never, ever the same. Let me refresh your memory on on some recent events. Pablo Francis has been having an absolutely lights-out year for the Eagles. Uh, He was called up. He's been really good. yeah. Yeah, called up to the Abs. While he was on his call-up, it was announced that he had been selected to the AHL All-Star team. Uh, He got sent back down, and now he got hurt, will not be participating in the All-Star game. I'm not saying the exact same thing is going to happen to Pavel Fransuz. It's just when he was named to the All-Star team, you and I, I think we were actually together when the announcement came out, and we were like, ah, that's not good. That's exactly what happened to Spencer Martin before his career started trending downward. Uh, So... I mostly put it out there hoping that you would see it, AJ, and uh, and and get a bit of a laugh out of it. Uh, but instead, I got some. It's funny that you did that. I got some people yeah. that were. Uh, someone was threatening to unfollow me because uh, because I put that out there into the into the universe. But uh, is what it is. I'm sure it won't happen this. Time. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's just the interesting parallels. Yeah. AJ, anything else before you and I head into the weekend? I'll uh I'll work on getting AD show uh scheduled for tomorrow. 
Uh, so all you guys will have that. We're not shortchanging you uh, any episodes here. Just AJ and I will uh, will not be on tomorrow. You got anything else for us today? Uh, nope. All right. Let's go ahead and get out of here. Uh, should be it for me, should man. Be it. All right. Well, let's uh, let's you and I go ahead and get out of here. For the day, for the weekend, and we will be back at it uh, next week. We'll, we'll talk some uh, some All Star Game, how things went, and and what we liked seeing. Hopefully, we'll we'll have a little bit more clarity on on Nathan McKinnon. Uh, again, it sounds like it's just precautionary, and especially when it comes to the All Star Game. Yes, it's fun. Yes, it would have been great to see him out there. You know, all three guys, but uh, you're going to be coming back into a playoff push where you're going to need everyone at as close to 100% as you can get. Obviously, at this point in the season, you're not going to get that from uh, really anybody, but you want them uh, You want them at, at their highest level, and if that means Nathan McKinning sitting out the All-Star game, then so be it. For AJ Hayfley, I'm Jesse Montano. This has been the BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by Total Beverage. Thank you guys all so much for listening, and uh, have a great weekend.